everybody. This is Alex was podcasting. I'm Alex and I was podcasting. Five months! It's been five months since I've seen you guys. Seen. Heard. Listened. To you guys. Um, it's been good. Things have gotten better. There was a brief period where things were not good. Things were not better. I was mentally not well. But things are on the uptick. I am doing well. And I don't feel like I'm convincing myself that I'm doing well. Like I genuinely am doing well. And yeah, it's exciting. Things are going good. Um, if you're watching the video of this, um, I am in the computer room. <clears throat> the computer room slash pantry slash mom's closet lots of flannel that's where i get it from i'm a flannel child um but yeah just experimenting more with the video thing i learned that dslr cameras automatically have just a 30 minute recording timer and sometimes even more depending on if the sensor overheats or whatnot so I need to invest in a, a podcasting camera or some sort of camera that can do long-form podcasting videoing such as this. If I want to keep doing it. Um, but that's for another day. How are you beautiful people doing? You guys doing alright? The world is kind of crazy right now. Um... Uh, today is May 27th. A couple days ago, we had the tragic uh, Rob Elementary school, school shooting. And uh, I. It's all I've been thinking about. And, you know, my heart goes out to everyone in Texas and everyone that's caught in the middle of that. And I'm not going to dwell on it. This podcast isn't going to get, you know, political. I'm not going to sit on it for too much longer. But it is something that has not escaped my mind at all. And I hope in the very near future we can, as a country, do something to prevent this from happening again. Will it happen? I don't know. But the only thing I can encourage people to do is get out there, vote, you know, make your voice heard. And, yeah, just, it's, it's hard not to think about. Um, but good things have been happening in my life and, uh, the band, uh, the band is doing good. Um, Faltered Step released, let's see, two EPs. One had uh, Forever Red and uh, us doing a re-recording of uh, All Gone. And we just released another one, or we're going to. I'm such a bad member of the band. I don't remember if we <laughs> released this EP or not. Um, well, we're going to have the full album out in a couple months anyway so and i think you guys are really gonna like it and it that's cliche of what anybody would say hyping up an album like oh this is the best thing we've done so far i will say it's really good um me coming back from indiana and i was afraid that me entering into the band like they were going to have all this material just like well, we already had this material written, so we're going to record this, and then we'll work with you on new stuff. No, they welcomed me back with open arms, and we just hopped right into it, and it felt very good. And there's some songs that were helmed by me, like kind of, I use the word directed, like I kind of directed a couple songs, Zach directed a lot of the songs, uh, Garrett of course had his input, He it was a very... A unique, it's a unique album, and I'm excited 
to see the response and hear the response. Um, there's a, I think our longest song on there, I think it was like eight minutes or something. And yeah, it was one penned by me and I, I had been listening to a lot of cult of Luna and I, I love the way that they kind of just, they play the same riff over and over again, but they keep layering it and kind of evolving it and making it just like, yeah, they're playing the same thing over and over again, but there are these different elements just bringing it more to life and everything. And that's what I was trying to do with this song. And I think we did it pretty well. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it uh, because I want the surprise. I want people to listen to it freshly and not anticipate too much. But you guys will like it. It's going to let me put the arms up on my chair because I'm going to keep fussing with them. Um, yeah, it's Faltered Step is doing good. Keep an eye out on the Bandcamp on Spotify. And it's gonna, it's gonna be good. We're gonna drop more singles and stuff soon. Um, and on the Alview front, ooh, I got about an hour's worth of music, kind of ready to go. I'm not ready to go. I still have to mix it. Uh, Garrett is gonna help sit down with me and kind of show me how he does it so I don't have to rely on him 100% of the time but I'm probably still going to because he knows what he's doing and I can barely add two and two so so new Alview is on the way and I will be honest it is the quintessential breakup album as you do when you have a major breakup you go through a traumatic experience you write about it there's that's 90% of the album. There's like one or two songs that are not really about that, but you know, it's, it's the breakup album. I still got to come up with a title. I have album art. It's more stuff that my mother painted. And I, I view it kind of as a companion piece to, uh, uh, the brighter side of being a loner, which I think you guys, will appreciate I think I'm really proud of the songwriting on it and yeah it's a little bit kind of sad and woe is me but it's more woe is me as in I'm out of a bad thing yeah it sucks now but it'll get better you know what I mean hope you know what I mean um has some of the best songs that I've wrote on it I think so far uh, the opening track I have planned, uh, I've, I've listened to it a handful of times, and it just, I don't know, it's, its, it's I like it, it's, I think you guys will really like it, and of course, uh, I previewed a Douglas Fir on the Corner Sessions, and of course that's a very lo-fi mix, so if you want to hear that, go ahead and listen to that. I honestly thought about deleting the corner session videos because I recorded them um, in Indiana and the context of those recordings were I was unable to do any sort of music for a multitude of reasons and that was me with maybe an hour, half hour of time to do to myself. I never had any real privacy down there. So I took advantage of it and tried to do a couple videos and stuff and made the best of it. But I don't know, watching those videos and just seeing the room I'm in, I, I'm not going to go as far as like it's traumatic to bring up, but it's just not fun. You know what I mean? It's not pleasant. We'll see. If if I do decide to delete them, you guys won't be missing much. It's just some camera quality 
BS. I'll, I'll save them, of course, but I just don't want them out there. And I feel like I'm not breathing. Because the last, last thing I want is just for you guys to hear. <sighs> I have energy. I never... I haven't had energy all week. But I slept good last night. Had a good day at work. And I was just like, you know what? Let's go fucking do this podcast. Let's do it. And now here I am. Almost 11 minutes into this. And now I'm reaching that point of... <laughs> um, I discovered a new band I've been obsessed with this band For probably about the last two weeks uh, This band's called Sleep Token And uh, I'm not sure where they're from Probably uh, Britain or something I I haven't been diving into finding out the lore behind this band too much but um, they have two official full-length albums out, uh, Sundowning and... I always forget the name of the newest one. Uh, this Place Will Be Your Tomb, I believe. And it, they have a unique blend of... They kind of have like pop, pop-ish structures a little, while combining a soulful singing style with kind of progressive sometimes even gent style music um it's very the first time i heard it i didn't get it i thought it was just more um like my first thought was like bad wolves or there's another band that made me think of just kind of like that Bad Wolf style, not tough guy music, because it's not tough guy music at all. It's very, it's very emotionally driven. Um, if the music seems very elevating. It's like elevated horror. No, it's very, it's almost universal. And all the songs are about some sort of relationship or love or miscommunication. Just anything kind of relating to relationships and whether they have a failed relationship or, um, I don't know. There's one song called that opens the new album called Atlantic. And it feels very much like a guy having the anxiety attack or some sort of issue and people kind of don't know what to do with them. And I related to that very much. Uh, the new album, um, very, so many good tunes. Uh, Atlantic, Alkaline, Mine, Fall For Me. Um, yeah, it's just a, a great time if you enjoy that style of music. He, the main singer, his name is Vessel. <laughs> it's sort of like how Ghost has the, the nameless ghouls and the main singer is named Papa. It's like they, cause they started off with like a cultish kind of shtick kind of gimmick and they kind of gave up on it and now it's just kind of an aesthetic that's what the fans are saying at least um but vessel uh, he just has this kind of very soulful low-end style vocal but he does hit those but he nails it better than i just did and it's definitely worth um, checking out. He also does covers. I mean, not a lot of covers, but um, on the Sundowning Deluxe on Spotify, um, 
he did a piano only cover of uh, Billie Eilish when the party's over, which I'm not super familiar with that tune to begin with, but it's how he did it was good. And what was very interesting was uh, he did that tune. I want to dance with somebody. And if you know, like, if that kind of rings any bells, you know, it's a, I want to dance with somebody. Feel the heat with somebody. But he does it slow, melancholic on a piano. And it's very beautiful. It's a new way to look at it. And I appreciate it. But I noticed on Spotify that there's even more. If you hit the discography button, he released a couple more singles and stuff way back when. And a couple random, you know, originals that I checked out and were very good. And I saw the title of one and I thought, no, he didn't. He did not. He did. He did a piano kind of melancholy version of the of Outcast. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and I hit play on it thinking it can't be the same song. It really can't be the same song. It starts and, you know, my baby, don't mess around. Better gun it. <laughs> it's really good. It's really fucking good. I. I'm surprised that it's a thing and that it's really good. And I guess live and a couple of like intimate acoustic ish uh, sessions. He's done hallelujah. You know, the Leonard Cohen song. Um, one, one thing I'm a little weary on with them, with the band is there are definitely it's, there's like, Religious tones, religious kind of stylings to it. And he doesn't outright, like, say, like, God. Or, you know, it doesn't seem like he's praising God. It feels more like he's praising love. Or praising... Um... Whatever this person is. Whatever this person's world is about whoever the singer is and he is singing to the muse or whatever. And I, why is the timer going off? That's so weird. I need to get a camera, like a proper camera. Cause I feel like this is going to stop filming. It's just blinking. Is it hot? Oh, it is a little hot. Hold on. I'm going to shut the video off first. Oh, wait. It stopped blinking. Is that a good thing? Do I need to air it off? Oh, I bet that sounds good. I bet that doesn't sound weird at all. <laughs> um, But yeah, Sleep Token. Good band. I highly recommend checking out... Um. Alkaline, I think, is a good place to start. If that doesn't hook you, I would check out the song Atlantic. If that doesn't hook you, um, then I would, I would say the, the song The Night Does Not Belong to God. First time I heard that, I nearly cried. That was a beautiful, intense tune. Some great lyrics. Um, but yeah, Sleep Token. I am... I think I spent about 10 minutes gushing over Sleep Token. Um, a band that I've also been listening to, I got into around the summer of last year, you know, when I was in hell, <laughs> and uh, they are called Le Rally de Nudes, or Le Rally de Nudes. I think the first way I said it was the proper way, because it's a French name for a Japanese noise alternative um, kind of psych, psych rock band. Um, 
There is not a lot known about the band. There's a couple um, documentaries about them. I guess, like, the second or third bassist hijacked a plane and took it to North Korea or something. <laughs> and uh, the main person behind the band is, uh, uh, his name is Mitsutani. I forget if that's his last name or first name. But he was basically, I kind of got Sid Barrett of Pink Floyd vibes from him. He seemed to be very just out there and had these weird ideas that no one could quite really understand. Um, and it's very noisy. There's no official studio release of the band. It's all bootlegs. It's all live recordings. There's a couple of studio attempts out there. Like there's an album called Mitsutani. And I'm pretty sure it's all just studio kind of ramblings. But it's really good. Um, but uh, they have an album called Heavier Than a Death in the Family. <laughs> which I love that title. Um, and yeah, it's it's, it's a really interesting band. Uh, I think my favorite song is still White Awakening. And it is definitely... It is definitely worth exploring that side of music as a Japanese noise rock band from the late 60s that kind of just enveloped on the live field and just kind of lived by their own moral under the guidance of Mitsutani. It's definitely a peek into a world that could have been because these guys... They were around before uh, uh, Velvet Underground. They were around before Lou Reed. And if you know those uh, two people, those two bands, you understand the type of music I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, it was, it was music, some of the music that kind of kept me afloat while I was in my very negative situation. Down in Indiana. Yeah. I feel very terrible about the few people that actually enjoy this podcast. Because, you know, I had all these plans of doing this monthly. Somehow. And in hindsight, I don't know how the hell I was going to do that. I could barely, you know, I barely got it together to do it today like this is all last minute just like today's a good day let's fucking do it and i'm squeezing this in between workouts you know i just got home from work and i'm gonna be kind of skinning my teeth right moment i'm done uh save everything of course and you know go work out and try to be healthy um and i even had uh aspirations to do a podcast with RJ, just shooting the shit with RJ, and I haven't even seen him in a couple months, and I feel terrible about that. But I also fall in—I fall into this weird thing. I—I—I I, I catch myself doing it, and I can't not do it. Where I'm turning into Bobby Lee of Tiger Belly, <laughs> where people text me, and I see the text, and I just put it away. <laughs> And, you know, and obviously if it's important, like, hey, I'm on fire, can you come save me? Like, yep, I got you. But if it's just a random, like, conversation and if my brain is not, like, computing with it at that moment, my brain is just like, I'll come back to it. And then I never do. Or wait until, like, a day or two later when my brain is like, all right, I finally have a response for you now. I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. <laughs> um, so for the people that know me personally, uh, it's it's not you. <laughs> it's all just me. It's all just me being weird and, you know, trying to... I don't know. A lot of it also comes down to me thinking before I speak and thinking before I text, and then I end up overthinking, and then I'll just not respond. But that's not really an adult thing to do, is it? 
<laughs> um, but yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, just things are going good. I don't know what to talk about. I didn't have any plans. I didn't. I didn't have any scripts. What do I talk? Oh, I know what I can talk about. I did a music video for a really good local band. I did a the music video for Tide Tides of the Earth by Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Um, they they have an album, new album, this uh, Infinite Staircase. I remember the correct title. Fantastic album, highly recommend it. It's on Spotify. I don't know if they have it on Bandcamp or not. I don't. I don't know. But uh, I did the video for Tides of the Earth. I filmed it. And uh, what was funny was uh, Zach was supposed to do the second camera, but he had a he had a few few too many mimosas, if you know what I'm saying. And he, I told him, you know, be sure when you're filming film sideways like yeah it's gonna be cell phone quality but maybe i can you know work something out and i'm so they start the song that i'm doing the video for and you know i'm filming with my with this camera and i'm about a minute into the song i look over and i see zach one hand horizontal doing his thing and i'm i try to signal him and i'm like fucking turn until finally I just walk over there while trying to still film them and I just took the camera as he's holding it and just turn it and if you hear the audio like if I have the audio on there you could probably hear him go fuck (laughs) I mean I don't blame him he's not a camera guy like me like you know and it still turned out pretty good. I used one or two shots from him from another song. But uh, yeah, that video took me about a week, maybe two weeks of straight editing and stuff. And now that I have a decent uh, setup, I can do stuff a little easier. It's just a matter of being creative with it and trying to bring the best out of yourself because I I did this for free. They didn't ask me to. I was just like, hey, I can't promise gold, but I'm learning to do this kind of stuff. And I would love to attempt to do a video for you guys. And if you like it here, it's yours. And obviously if you don't, then I can release it on my own kind of merit and that's on me. Uh, but luckily they loved it. They uh, uploaded it to their official YouTube channel. And yeah, it was really good. I was, there was a lot of shots in there. A lot of cool little edit things that I did. And I was really proud of. And it's making me want to keep doing it. But what sucks is I would like to do it for Faltered Step. But I can't film myself. <laughs> You know, because I want the action shots. I want to be able to catch, you know, Zach rocking out. I want to be able to catch Garrett in the moment playing drums. And, you know, we did a video for All Gone, our re-recording of All Gone. And it turned out pretty good. But I'm so... I have a director's brain where it's like I know... Or at least I have a general idea of like, okay, I know the solo is coming up here, so I should focus on this part maybe... Or see how his face is. You know, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. So it's hard for me to convey that to someone who doesn't have a director's brain. No offense, Zach. <laughs> but uh, it still turned out pretty good. Uh, from what he filmed of me, it was pretty good. I give it about a B minus. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something I've been exploring with a uh, video editing. That's kind of. I have found this new love for video editing, and I hope I can make something from that. It's a lot of fun, especially when you're kind of two birds or even three birds with one stone 
you know, if I'm doing a video for Faltered Step, I am not only am I getting experience, you know, making something, doing something that I love, I am benefiting the band and I'm benefiting myself because I'm the guy that filmed it. So there's so many different ways that is just a positive from that. It's been a half hour. And I don't know what else to fucking talk about, man. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Things are good. Is there any other music that I heard lately that I thought was really good? I don't know. But, yeah, things are good. I mean, I've been gaming a little bit more. I tried Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. And let me tell you, that game is overwhelming. <laughs> it's, it's like, the only thing I can compare it to is like if Grand Theft Auto, like Grand Theft Auto 4, is like if Grand Theft Auto 4 and Skyrim and fucking Fallout had a baby. And <laughs> and the skill tree just like had skill tree on skill tree and skill tree and and it's it's not bad at all. It's just I I played it for about a week, and nothing really hooked me yet. Um, <laughs> and then I had to take a break, and so I started playing Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. Five thousand dollar setup. And here I am playing PlayStation One games on it. <laughs> um, but I one hundred percented Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. Mind you, I 100%ed it. Got all the clocks, got all the golden carrots. Completed it entirely. Was it worth it? No, not at all. I had fun, though, and the nostalgia was really strong with that one. Um, man, next game, I, I thought about playing the original Hulk game. You know, from the original Hulk movie that came out like in the early 2000s. Along with, like, Daredevil and Catwoman and all that. That game was a lot of fun. I remember there was this weird stealth section. It was very, like, you you uh, knock out a guard and you take his uniform and you have to run around trying to do all these weird puzzles and codes without being captured, of course. So you can be able to turn into the Hulk for some reason. I don't know. Was, the game was weird. The story didn't make much sense. But it was fun. I remember playing that game constantly. Along with, like, the original Spider-Man game. You know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And Spider-Man 2, of course. I'm not breathing. It's like, because, like I said, I'll, I don't want you guys hearing... You know, just hearing me kind of exacerbate let's see is there anything new that i found recent oh my recent homework assignment that i gave myself that's what i really wanted to talk about here i love dio ronnie james dio he uh if you don't know you know he's saying on three extremely good extremely classic rainbow records uh Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, Rainbow Rising, and Long Live Rock and Roll. All top tier. I gotta catch my breath. I don't know how to breathe when I'm doing a podcast. And then, of course, he did three, four, if you count the live album. Extremely classic albums with Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, Dehumanizer. And if you want to count the live album, Live Evil. But I realize I only know like a handful of solo songs. I know Holy Diver. I know Straight Through the Heart. I know Rainbow in the Dark. And there's a couple of random tunes here and there. Like Jesus, Mary and the Holy Ghost. Strange Highways. And Last in, Last in Line. Classics, of course. So I sat down and thought, I'm going to listen to his entire solo official album discography because I want to find out if there's any hidden gems 
there's anything that I'm missing. And I am five albums deep. Five albums. I don't remember how many official albums that he had. I think he said, I think it said it had 10. But I'm five albums deep. And let me tell you, Dio fatigue is a fucking thing. <laughs> and I mean this with all due respect to uh, Dio fans and Dio himself. Uh, studio albums, 10 albums. And I'm going to be very brief and very honest about the five that I've listened to so far. It Overall, look, no, I'll do the overall thing at the end. So the first album he released in 1983 was Holy Diver. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is a great, solid debut album for Dio. You It kind of gets to the point. It's straightforward. It's hard rock, met, heavy metal. You know, you got the, the hits like Holy Diver and Rain and, uh, Rainbow in the Dark. Um, Stand Up and Shout is all right. I kind of don't get the hype, but it's it's all right tune. I was more impressed with songs like uh, Caught in the Middle. I think that song is very catchy, very good. Um, and Shame on the Night, pretty good, pretty good. Solid, very good. I give it a thumbs up. Worthy of the God tier status. Then you get into the very next year. Uh, the last in line. And boy, oh boy, you could have made that a double album, couldn't you? Because it's the same album, pretty pretty much as the first album. And it's not to say it's bad, but there's definitely it's. This is where, if you're doing what I did and kind of sat down. Was like I've, I've been doing it two albums a day ish, trying, and that's what I did with the, those two. And man, it was a slog to get through the second album. Not because it's bad, it, performance-wise, it's good. And Dio's voice throughout all these albums sounds great. The issue is lyrically, he's not that strong of a lyricist, at least solo-wise. I don't know what the hell he's doing solo. Like, in Rainbow, the lyrics are fantastic. In fucking Black Sabbath, the lyrics are top tier. And then you get into his solo output, and it's just like... Everything's like Danger Zone and Rainbows and... And he likes to say no a lot. No, 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 no! <laughs> I don't know. Um, It's amazing how songs like... Uh, there's one song that I think is the ulti ultimate sin, ironically, because of Ozzy. Is, uh, uh, it's called Evil Eyes. The song is three minutes and 38 seconds long. But really, the song is about two minutes and 30 seconds long. And they end it for like a solid minute. And it just it's one of those endings where it's like, oh, the song ended about a minute ago and you're still just riffing. Okay, then I'm going to tune out now. Um but uh, I still think uh, Mystery is a great tune. It's kind of a ballad-ish kind of thing. And the title track, Last in Line, is great. But other than that, you can kind of skip that album. And that's me just being blunt. Um, Sacred Heart, um, the third album released. When was it released? 1985. Um, boy, oh boy, did I not care for that album. It is boring. Uh, there was not a lot that stood out to me. Uh, Just Another Day, I liked. Um, Hungry for Heaven was alright. But quite literally, everything else just bored the shit out of me. And I... It's just... Mm. Eh. Oh, and uh, We Rock from the last album is okay too. But yeah, just Sacred Heart, skip it. You're not missing anything. You're really not. Like, those two songs that I mentioned, um, one of them was like a hit, I think, or one of them was a single. You're really not missing it. You just skip it. Um, Let's see. After that, you have Dream Evil. And now, Dream Evil was released in 87. Dream Evil surprised me, because that was actually a lot of fun to listen to, even though it, like, is still pretty much the same as the previous albums for some reason it's just 
they finally add some more textures and more elements that make it interesting. Um, Night People, I think, is the strongest album opener he's had so far in his career. I mean, back then. Um, Sunset Superman was a lot of fun to listen to. All the Fools Sailed Away, I think, is a beautiful, different change of pace from his entire fucking discography. Um, Overlove, I think, has the funnest guitar riff in his career as well. Like, it's just that kind of like... It's just... It's like he finally let the guitar player go, you know, you give me something fun. Give me something kind of... I don't know. It just is different. It was this, this album, even the songs that start to blend together, like Naked in the Rain and the title track and When a Woman Cries, even though they kind of blur together, they're still fun. For some reason, Dream Evil, like, kind of stuck the landing. Like, you know, like, yeah, just really good. And then, I gotta learn how to breathe when I'm talking at all can't now i'm focusing on it i don't know how to not focus on it anyway (laughs) um the next album lock up the wolves released in 1990 uh it had a complete different lineup which i think adds adds something to it um wild one was a de- decent song. Between Two Hearts was okay. Night Music was passable, I guess. And then the title track... Eh, it's not bad, but it's not, like, good. Like, I don't know. When you have a strong title, I expect a strong song. Or a strong album. Like... When I hear Lock Up the Wolves, like I expect the album to just be kind of like a caged wolf just trying to get out. And it's just kind of like a bluesy kind of hard rock tune. And it's like I didn't get any of that aggression in a title like Lock Up the Wolves. No, it's just like, it's it's a song. And then I don't even remember the rest of the album. Like, it. Walk on Water. Evil on Queen Street. Uh, fun fact, according to Wikipedia, the song Evil on Queen Street takes its title from a deli in Toronto, which had a sandwich with that name. Per Dio on Much Music in 19. What? Huh? Do they English well? I don't understand what the per dio on much music in 1990. I don't know what that means, but he named a song after a sandwich. Cool. Much success. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, I officially had to take a break from that because five albums in. I feel the fatigue. I feel the Dio fatigue. And I hate feeling this way because it's Dio, man. Like, it, you know, it's this guy, like, as I was getting into metal and hard rock, like, it's Dio. You praise Dio. Dio is the god. And here I am checking out his discography, and I'm like, is he? Is, is he? And five albums deep, I'm, I'm telling you, I think his strongest material was in Sabbath. His strongest, most confident material was in Sabbath. Rainbows, the Rainbow era, was fucking fantastic. But you could, you can kind of feel the tensions between him and Richie Blackmore. Like in, and not to say there wasn't any tension in the Sabbath, but it definitely felt more like a collaborative effort for the most part in Black Sabbath. You know, when you get to the live evil stuff, that's where they start really button heads. And, um, and also, you know, one of the biggest points of contention was he didn't like singing Ozzy's shit. <laughs> but, like, you know, 
when you get out of a band like Rainbow, and then you enter a bigger band like Black Sabbath, you kind of, you're obligated. You're obligated, and you can't really not play Iron Man. If you go to a Black Sabbath show, it doesn't matter if Ozzy's singing or not, if you go to a Black Sabbath show, and you don't do Iron Man, you don't do Paranoid, you don't do War Pigs, people are going to be pissed, and you ain't going to sell tickets. So he, he understood that, and he did it. I think he did it up until, like, the 90s. And even, like, even just up before uh, they started doing uh, the Devil You Know stuff, like, he still played occasional Ozzy, like, Paranoid and stuff. But I know, like, he was really pushing, like, majority me. Like, our shit is good. I don't want to be singing fucking Iron Man. I didn't fucking write it. It's not... It's not my song. Yeah. Oh, and the camera's gonna die. Camera's gonna die. I thought I had a full battery. Now, this one was the dead one that I have right here. Well, for you video listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, that's, that's, that's the... That's the project, the homework assignment that I gave myself. Got five more albums to go. The next album is uh, Strange Highways. And uh, I will give an update on that when I am done with that. Um, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Is there anything else? Come into the kitchen, son. I need to talk to you about your grades. Yes, your teacher called me. And no, this is Mrs. Kirkland. I, I know you have a problem with her. Don't say that about her. That's inappropriate. Um, you need to get your grapes up. You need to get your grapes. Your grapes. You need to get your grapes up, man. You're having low grapes. You need to have high grapes. What the fuck am I talking about? God damn. I'm really trying to pad out an hour, but I don't think I can. This might be a short podcast. I think this is going to be a short podcast. Like, how, I wonder how long I have until the video dies. I'm probably going to end it shortly after the video dies. I'm at, uh, what, 47 minutes? My thing is saying 48, 48 minutes. And I had to stop the video a couple times so I can go use the bathroom. I don't know. But yeah. New Faltered Step is on its way. It's coming. Uh, Garrett, uh, you know, the drummer, he's released a couple songs as 52 Hertz Whale. You should go check that out on his YouTube, um, and, uh, his, uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, the whole nine. Um, yeah, Faltered Step, 52 Hertz Whale, Owl View is coming out soon. I actually just released a new song on my YouTube. It's called A Way Out. And it's, it's a very depressing song. <laughs> But as a song I'm proud of, and I think uh, if you are fans of me, or know of me, you might go, okay, this, this is in line with what he... Um, I, someone commented, a, a friend of ours named Evan, he was like, I hear a little bit of R.E.M. in that. I don't really hear that. But, yeah, if you hear it, I mean, good on you. <laughs> and it's funny that he said that, because uh, there was a... a a song on the album that reminded Zach of R.E.M. And I could hear it more in that song than I could on this one. So, Evan, if you're checking this out, uh, look forward to that song. I'll point it out to you. Um, but yeah, I'm 50 minutes in. There's not much more I can add here. And the battery's gonna die on the camera anyway, so... Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming. And I'm gonna really try... <laughs> To be a little more regular with the podcast. But you know, you know how it be. Life life is interesting. I'm on the uptick, things are going good, and I don't I don't want to turn things I enjoy into homework and into a second job, you know, if you understand what I'm saying. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for more podcasts. Keep an eye out for uh videos from Malview, videos from Faltered Step. Um Garrett, like I said, is 
doing stuff with 52 hertz whale and it's all amazing but i'm gonna wrap it up here uh thank you so much for listening thank you so much for hanging out for an hour or 50 minutes however long this is and uh yeah be kind to each other um be cool and yeah love you guys be safe and take care Fade out. Fade out. Are you gone? Are you gone? Okay, good.